I'm finna put all this in my book bag because I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. Yo, what's going on? It's Akil Ambition Phillips, and today I am doing the very first Netizen Watch news report. Now, why am I doing a Netizen Watch news report? Because, uh, number one, I need to actually review this news and make sure that I'm keeping up to date, but I want to make sure that I can go back and listen to it, and I want to listen to a news report that I would want to listen to. Uh, that's a code way of saying that I'm going to cuss. Right. So here's your warning right now. If that's not what you're really into. Um, yeah. Now, I am going to make sure that the uh, links to the articles that I've gone over is posted. Right. I do have a uh, list that I uh, go over. So let's go ahead and see what actually is news, because you guys do know the problem with just kind of going ahead and watching a news feed or trusting one news feed for your cybersecurity news. Right. Let me go ahead and uh, break that down to you. One big problem with that is what is news versus what is marketing? And it becomes a very uh, shroud confusing contradicting uh space so to save you from the what the fucks i'm gonna go ahead and dump into this right now so today is january 25th 2024 and last week january 18th 2024 the dark net or dark put out a blog post saying that nearly 7,000 wordpress sites were compromised by balada injector so let's go down and learn a little bit more by about Balada Injector. Um, before we get there, let's talk about WordPress altogether. WordPress is one of those sites that uh, has a lot of vulnerabilities that goes on constantly. There's even a WordPress vulnerability um, website that's strictly dedicated to vulnerabilities that we found on WordPress. Now, Balada Injector seems to be a type of malware that does cross-site scripting. So if you uh, don't know what cross-site scripting is, it's like having a website and you're leaving a landmine not for the the actual owners of the website but for the next visitors of the website so imagine you're going to the website and now you see a pop-up and now the pop-up says something along the lines of we know what you did last summer you're going to look at it and go what the fuck right so that's what we can see here with this uh cve so it's cve 2023 6000 so it's one from the end of the year let's go ahead and talk about it it said the Balada Injector campaign is a long-running one since 2017. That's actually a really long time to have a live uh, malware um, that is still in the news. So this, uh, what we mean there is, uh, okay, it came back around. It also updates itself, right? Um, well, it doesn't update itself. The hackers update it. It says the threat actors in the most recent wave of activity exploited this XSS vulnerability to take over pop-up builders um quote it, it, well it's in quotes sgpb will open event right so that is something you probably want to look into if you have a wordpress site this uh actually could affect a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners out there let's go ahead and look at what else we have here um what about my MacBook owners? Let's talk about some endpoint security for MacBook, uh, for my Mac OS guys or my Mac notebook uh, guys, right? Let's see what we have here. And here we go, right? You have sophisticated Mac OS info stealers get past Apple's built-in detection. Well, this article is actually from the 17th, right? But let's go ahead and uh, check it out. It's still a uh, four-minute read if you find it on dark reading. Uh, I'll make sure that the link is posted down below. Uh, it says, we have sophisticated info stealers targeting Mac OS. So whether or not you use Mac OS for your graphics, if you're an entrepreneur, or we've seen more corporations bring in the Mac uh, to include diversity, right? We all know the real reason is that some C-level wanted a MacBook, right? But that has nothing to do with the T in China. You still have to use Jamf and all of those tools to go ahead and protect it, right? Now, Key Steel, Atomic Stealer, and Cherry Pie are the three active stealers that are threatening to steal your data. Let's go ahead and talk about it. It says, 
Uh, we have info stealers are targeting Mac OS with the capability to invade the built-in malware. Uh, as attackers are becoming more savvy on how to crack static signature detection engines, right? Well, this is actually a known problem. It's not a as they're becoming more savvy. They've been savvy at this for years, right? What are we talking about here? Um, and I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I'm just saying, remember, polymorphic malware has been around for a while. And you might be saying, Akil, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, what the fuck is po polymorphic malware? Polymorphic malware is when the malware is designed to change its binary so it can evade detection. But if we're saying here that the built-in antivirus doesn't cut it, well, then maybe we need next-gen antivirus? Have we thought about that? Because we are in the phase of next-gen antivirus. Let's go ahead and look at what it has here. We scroll down a little bit. It says the latest version of Keysteel no longer uses the resign tool, instead appears in multi-architecture uh, mock O binaries with names such as Unix Project and ChatGPT. So, uh, this is something that malware has been doing for a while using very common names. So you just kind of ignore the presence of that um, that artifact on your box. It says malware authors also now have modified the code to steal your Mac OS keychain information and drop persistent components in various system locations. What we're saying here is that they're installing persistence, right? This is like if a burglar broke into your house and left the door open when they left, right? They cracked it a little bit so that they could leave and come back in, right? Trifling shit. Trifling shit going on. That well, what else you want me to say? That's exactly what it is. It's trifling shit. Let's go back and see what else we have here. That was Mac. We also have hmm, Punch Made Dev Cybercrime Rapper launches cash scamming web shop. Let's talk about this, right? Um, so I have my opinion on rappers number one i'm from new york city so i know rap right i know rap i know rap i know hip-hop um in brooklyn everybody was a hip-hop uh artist in school right everybody was a rapper in school and uh basically i think i know a thing about rap and what i'm trying to tell you is that scam rappers can't rap so hopefully this one can and stay on beat they all sound like blue face like they're dodging the beat they're actively trying to avoid it let's go ahead and see what we uh get from punch made dev right he's a rapper and a producer investor known for his music regarding cyber crime activity let's go ahead and talk about it he's recently been promoting his own online shop selling hacked bank accounts as well as payment cards with established balances he must not have heard about hush puppy right you're doing something that you definitely can get caught doing right maybe not within u.s prosecution but i don't know maybe interpol right the worldwide cybercrime is much bigger than it is in the U.S. Worldwide, this is a tr uh, what's eight trillion dollar problem, but in the U.S., it's a ten billion dollar problem. And because of that, if we're being honest, if you're a criminal doing traditional crime, I would recommend—and I'm not telling you to do this—but I would recommend actually upgrading to cybercrime because in the U.S., they are only prosecuting six people a year. Now, you might say, "Akil, don't say that." Well, then prosecutors prosecute more cybercrime, right? You shouldn't have assholes like this being able to go ahead and make entire songs about the shit that they're doing and go ahead and sell bank accounts and promote it that's wild behavior that's wild behavior let's go ahead and talk about it i mean at the same time being from brooklyn new york i gotta be honest with you everybody has their hustle and needs a hustle but hopefully this guy is only stealing bank accounts from people that deserve it although we know that's not what happened right Crime is blind. It doesn't care if it hits you, Mother Teresa, or your grandma. So, yeah, unless he's going ahead and uh, doing that, then, yeah. Also, Punch Mad Dev uh, has songs instructing people on YouTube how to commit cybercrime, right? I'm not going to actually uh, review any of his music here because I'm not going to promote him, right? But if you are a professional and you want to go check that out, definitely go check that out. If you're not a professional and you want to learn from Punch Made Dev, um, don't, right? Maybe do some research on your own. Um, don't learn cybercrime from cyber criminals. Learn cybercrime. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to tell you how to learn cybercrime. I'm not a criminal, by the way.
Obviously, I'm not. I wouldn't be saying crime and criminal this much if I was, right? Now, let's go ahead and talk about another one. $80 million in crypto disappear into Drainer as a service malware. Now, you might say, why is the U.S. government so interested in crypto? Anybody wondered about that recently? There's a lot of U.S. Uh, interference within crypto markets. They're trying to uh, go ahead and have more of this brought under, uh, under centralized uh, control. But let's go ahead and be honest about why. It's because cryptocurrency is proven to actually fund terrorism, right? There are Iranian threat actors that are wanted by the FBI for stealing $10 million from US corporations. Um, there's also your ransomware as a service and all of that. So let's dig into this and see if this article uh, is related to uh, our ransomware as a service and our you know, uh, terrorism investment, right? Hopefully not. It says Inferno Drainer campaign represents a dangerous evolution in crypto drainers, credibly spoofing Coinbase, ooh, and maintaining a vast infrastructure for rent biz, right? Let's talk about this one a little bit more. This actually sounds really interesting. I would bet you, your, I would bet my bottom fucking dollar that there are fbi agents all over this one right now um that there are um people at CrowdStrike digging into this one right now that there are ransomware task force agents from the cisa on this one right the fuck now let's go ahead and talk about what we're talking about here 80 million dollars in cryptocurrency from 137,000, right a thousand with a big thou wow unwitting victims look here's the point that i will make here right this is not a crime that is targeting corporate uh officials this is targeting consumers right who's involved with cryptocurrency more businesses or your consumers i would definitely think your consumers so let's go ahead and uh scroll a little bit more we have 16,000 unique domains over the course of this campaign. And the campaign was launched between November of 2022 and November of 2023, right? According to Crypto Drainer data from Scam Sniffer, right? Inferno uh, Drainer was the most prominent crypto drainer in 2023. And it started its own uh, criminal business model called Drainer as a service. Now, what are we talking about when we say Drainer? So if they're saying that they spoofed your uh, Coinbase, what they're doing is spoofing a uh, credible crypto wallet that you may have. Then you log into it thinking it's yours. Then you come back a couple of days later and you're going, oh shit, where's my crypto? I thought I had 40,000. Did crypto drop? You go and check the price. It's still where it should be and you're fucked, right? Because you didn't plan. Now, you might say, Akil, you said you were going to cuss, but did you say this much? Uh, I'm a veteran. I think I get an excuse, right? I literally signed a check up to and included my life for the American public. If you didn't take it, you didn't take it. But because you didn't take it, I get all the freedom of speech. And if you don't think so, don't fucking listen. Now, let's move the fuck on, right? What else do we have here? We have... Uh, anatomy of the crypto spoofing campaign. Definitely, let's scroll down and see if there's any uh, diagrams here. No, no diagrams, just just more words, right? Um, let me see if I can find something with actual diagrams. I do like to uh, review more news articles with uh, diagrams. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. All of that was from January 18th. Let's get into later on that Friday, what came out on Friday. Ooh, let's talk Russia, right? It's, is it even cyber if we're not talking cyber war, bro? Right? Is it cyber if we're not talking about how governments are total fucking assholes and they bring average everyday citizens that have nothing to do with their petty fucking squabbles into their bullshit arguments? Well, nope, it wouldn't be cyber if we didn't talk about that. Russian cold, uh, ah, cold driver, cold, cold driver. Okay, C O L D R I V. Uh, ER. So I'm going to go coal driver, C-O-L, coal, and then driver. Uh, hackers expand beyond phishing with custom malware. Ooh, custom malware, right? Now let's go ahead and talk about this. What we're saying is either this is a sophisticated group, 
right? That's the first thing you have to fucking look at. It's this fucking sophisticated group, right? Why do I say that? Script kitties don't build their own malware, bro. Script kitties don't build their own malware. They're logging into a service like Metasploit, right? And they're using tools that have already been there that are already tried and true and tested, right? But think about it like a carpenter. For a carpenter to build his own tools, he's have to be, he'll have to be doing this for a while and come across a unique problem that he wants to fucking solve, right? Other than that, if you're a beginner carpenter, go look at all the YouTube channels. They're using the same fucking tools as everyone else. In fact, there's a million fucking beginner, hardworking, uh, hardwood, uh, work, ah, what the fuck am I saying? Uh, woodworking, that, there we go. Woodworking channels on YouTube where they tell you to buy gear and then you go to another channel and they'll tell you don't buy that gear that that guy just told you to buy. So if these guys are creating their own malware, they're probably a little bit more sophisticated than you may think, right? Targets in the UK and US appears to uh, appear to have been most affected by star blizzard activity however activity have all has also read properly bro i'm reading like floyd mayweather uh, has also been observed against targets in other nato countries and countries neighboring russia the u.s government disclosed last month yeah so see here's the thing cyber warfare it has been a thing and it's been a thing since what was it 2016 or 2017 when president obama came out and said hey Cyber war is a new thing, right? I joke about this all the time in the courses that I teach on Sec Plus or ethical hacking. I say, yo, we were in the military and, well, I don't say yo, because that's professional and I won't talk the way that I'm talking here because, you know, that that's a class. And this is my own fucking platform, but let's go ahead and talk about it. We used to go ahead and pick up keyboards and go, oh, keyboards, warriors, pew, pew, and hit the space bar, right? Because what do you mean it's a new war fighting domain, right? Tell that to a bunch of Marines. We didn't believe it. But now here we are talking about creating a cyber force to combat the APTs of the world, right? The Russias and the Chinas uh, with their cyber army, right? Let me go ahead and say China like you're supposed to say China, right? It, it, it's an election year. We got to go ahead and bring back the China, right? Now let's go ahead and talk about this some more. We have Cold Driver represents, uh, or sorry, Cold Driver presents these documents as a new op-ed or other type of article that the impersonation account is looking to publish. Now, look, I'm not trying to get deep into exactly how all of these attacks work, but what I want you to know is if they're talking about customizing malware and a customized malware that also leads to impersonation, again, this is pretty sophisticated. So, um. I'm not a government actor. I'm not government affiliated. I'm not associated with any uh, organization that would take flack for me saying, obviously this is a fucking nation state, bro. I'm just a regular citizen saying what the fuck I see. So if this isn't a nation state actor, I don't know what the fuck is. Because again, I go back to, if you are this sophisticated, you have to have resources. That is what we've learned over time. Let's go ahead and duck down. I'm not going to go back into the 19th. Let's go forward and see what else we see. Actually, let me go ahead and see what else I see that's really interesting. Let's play it that way, right? January 19th, 2024, there was a Bangladeshi election, right? There's an election that comes into a DDoS attack. What the fuck? What's your problem, bro? You're fucking attacking democracies in other countries, right? People can't vote, right? Like, let's go ahead and be honest. Even if you, let's address the elephant in the room. And I can, listen, I can really say whatever the fuck I want because this is my platform, right? And if I get in trouble for that, I don't know what you what you say, right? If I get in trouble for saying whatever I want, then I guess free speech isn't a thing. But what I, and by the way, I am apolitical. So I will be saying whatever the fuck I want. Now, let's go ahead and talk about it. It says a government app experiencing slowdowns on election day could, uh, be, could just be the tip of the vote meddling iceberg for the Asian country, but who's behind it? Let's go ahead and talk about this, right? It's not new for nation states to go ahead and threaten other nations' elections, right? So you got to think. You got a problem with fucking democracy, bro? The fuck is your problem with democracy, bro? 
no, no jokes, jokes, right? Now, it says the end of 2023 saw an uptick in distributed denial of service traffic, uh, major industries in Bangladesh, and it may have been geared to disrupt the latest national elections, right? Now, do remember, they did said Asian country. Do we have two Asian countries over there that are really large that really hate democracy? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Right now, you have HTTP DDoS attack traffic, right? And it said running up on the vote saw a 33% quarter over quarter jump in that HTTP DDoS traffic. That's a third, right? Well, obviously, if you if you were good at math, you know that's a third, right? Go ahead and split something three ways. That's what the fuck we're talking about, right? Now that we've uh, broken that down, uh, we know this because... It comes from Cloudflare, right? Cloudflare is a reputable DDoS uh, mitigator. Um, and let's go ahead and talk about why we think they are super reputable. Cloudflare gives you access to a universal cert. The cert that they give you access to, I believe, is called the Baltimore Cyber Trust Route. And you got to remember what's in Baltimore. Yeah, go ahead and look up what government agency is right there headquartered in Fort Meade, right? I like to call them the home team. If you've ever been in my classes, you know exactly what I mean by home team. Go home team, right? Now let's go ahead and talk about what that means. Um, so it says, Mohammed, I'm about to jack up this name. Somebody please correct me. I don't want to jack up ethnic names being that I'm a first generation American myself. So please correct me on the pronunciation of this name. Obviously, you're going to have to send me a video or some shit, right? Because or send me some a video of you pronouncing the name, right? You can't just type it, fucker, right? Mohammed Jahangir Jahangir Alam, right? Mohammed Jahangir Alam. It's a G in there. I'm assuming that it's a year, right? Uh, Secretary of the Bangladesh Election Commission uh, announced that the app had been struck by a cyber attack, but more curiously, he claimed the bad traffic originated from Germany and Ukraine. Now, let's go ahead and talk about this. Just because the bad traffic originated from Germany doesn't mean that Germany is to blame and it doesn't mean that Ukraine is to blame. Uh, do remember that cyber attackers or cyber ha uh, uh, your attackers, right? They can go ahead and use VPNs. Now, another thing that I would go ahead and suspect, well, as he mentions Germany, um, was it Contabo? Was it Contabo, bro? Yeah. Uh, okay, look, I'm not. Here's why I'm shouting out Contabo. Contabo, I have seen as part of a sock, or if you launch a honeypot, Contabo is going to be all fucking noisy. It's one of the places where hackers try to hide. Uh, it's an infrastructure as service out of Germany. And again, I go back to that does not fucking mean that Germany is responsible for this. We do remember that. So we can't go ahead and jump to conclusions. Although there is a lot of mentions of different countries in here. Um, Here's what we're saying uh, here. They give a, a example of other politically motivated attacks. In many cases, we see one main source country for DDoS attacks targeting another. For example, more than 80% of HTTP DDoS attack traffic targeting Taiwan last year originated from China, says the spokesperson. But in the case of Bangladesh, the source country list seems to be quite distributed. So that means they didn't want to fucking get caught. Say that. I, you know what, dark reading, you can't say that, I can say that. They didn't want to fucking get caught, so they distributed the traffic so that investigators who are using all source traffic and meta-analysis have to go ahead and search all of these fucking places, right? They're assholes. They're obfuscating their attack. Well, I mean, they're not assholes, right? You do what you can to not get caught. You do what you got to do, right? Uh, So let's go back and let's see what else. Ooh, I like this one. Is Temu safe? Right? Look at my face. Look at my look at my face right now. Is Tamu safe, right? What the fuck is safe in, in in the cyber world, right? Now, let's go ahead and look at what it means. What to know before you shop like a billionaire, right? What are you talking about? Shop like a billionaire. Uh 
says, here are some scams you may encounter. Well, I mean, all right, I'm, I'm reading marketing stuff and that means it's going to have fluff. I'm just giving you my raw reaction to that fluff, right? Here's some scams you may encounter on the shopping, shopping juggernaut, plus a few simple steps you can take to help safeguard while bagging the irresistible deals, right? Okay, look. E-commerce is here to stay, right? That's just my opinion. It says, if you're on social media using Google Shopping, the chances are you've been bombarded by adverts of Temu, a Chinese e-commerce marketplace. Now let's go ahead and talk about it. Many cyber professionals within the US will go, it's from China, it's probably not safe. Why is that? There's um, been reports of Chinese national law right? Chinese law, where if you are a country, uh, a company in China, and you have a software based app, you have to provide background uh, backdoor access to the Chinese government into your app that can give access to users. This is why governors were saying, hey, get TikTok the fuck out of my state earlier last year in 2023. So let's look at what is Temu, right? The Western branded arm of Chinese online retail giant Ping Duo Duo, right? Effectively gives shoppers the opportunity to buy directly from famously low cost Chinese manufacturers. It also offers users the opportunity to earn credits or money. Uh, look, okay, look. I'm not going to continue fucking reading this far. They have a 2.5 out of 5 rating on the Better Business Bureau. And I've been saying in my classes for fucking months actually we can upgrade that i've been saying it for fucking years right if you are getting into a new business as an entrepreneur and it's online or you're a more established startup why aren't you going to the better business bureau they've been trying to update their shit so that they can support trusted businesses in the u.s so a 2.5 rating out of five is something we got to bring back bring back the fucking better business bureau go back and start complaining about this shit right now why is this a big one because Temu, xian tiktok the, the conglomerate of chinese-based businesses china is definitely the leader when it comes to e-commerce in that sense right obviously on this side of the earth uh, we have amazon right and nobody's worried about that. But if China is now the biggest social media um, competition for our traditional social media um, staples like Facebook and all of its subsidiaries, right, then, yeah, of course, they're going to have larger um, e-commerce businesses that come out of it. Now, what we're saying is, should it be trusted? Well, let's say top five Temu scams, right? There was a nude celeb leak. Ooh. Nude celeb leak. Are we doing this fucking again? You realize that this is 10 years forward from Celebgate, right? So nude celeb uh, leaks were first month of 2024, and we're doing the same shit that we did 10 years ago. What the fuck? And why the fuck do we even have to do this? Most celebrities are fucking naked anyway, right? fuck are we doing? What the fuck we need to see them fully naked for? They're mostly naked. It says if you want to qualify for cash or rewards, uh... You can uh, that can be redeemed when shopping with Temu. You can do so by enticing others to join. However, scammers have taken to social media to trick users into entering these codes. Once uh, one method is to post salacious photos of a celebrity uh, with cryptic messages hinting that users can access nudes if they enter the code in Temu. So, you mean to tell me that they're targeting simps, bro? You're okay. Look, why am I saying they're targeting Sims? Because can you get nudes for free? Yeah, you can. So you don't got to pay to get a celebrity's nudes, bro. You don't got to do that. You don't got to do that. There's only fans. There's women that want you to view them naked. And you should probably just look at those fucking creep. All right. Now let's go ahead and move on. Fortnite and Roblox benefits. Ooh, they're targeting the kids. Now, let's talk about that. Uh, the scammer is simply taking advantage of the curiosity of social media users and the fact that Temu is still not universally known. Dupe products. Okay, look, this would be good. 
Because the last two scams that you fucking talked to me about, We Live Security by ESET, right? You're on fucking notice, right? I love everybody. This is just how I talk, right? But let me go ahead and talk. This is how I really talk when I'm not at work, right? <laughs> That's the truth, right? Let's go ahead and talk about it a little bit more. The last two that I read were scammers and hackers utilizing Temu. That may not be Temu's fault, but this one might be. It says, although Temu's sister company, Ping Duo Duo, is on the US notorious markets for counterfeit products and piracy lists. Yes, that's what the fuck we wanted to hear. Notorious uh, markets for counterfeit products and privacy lists. You wearing fakes, bitch. Bitch is a neuter noun. It's a neuter noun. I, I mean that about everybody, okay? That's what I'm saying to you, right? So let's go ahead. You wearing fakes. That's Canal Street. <laughs> no, quite literally, it's Canal Street on the internet, son. That's wild, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not code switching here. I told y'all, this is my shit. Not, I'm not doing it. Now, let's go ahead and move on. It says, boom, boom, boom. But they, there have been reports of duplicate products which fly close to the boundaries of patent infringement without crossing them okay honest opinion right and i i think i must give you my honest opinion as an american citizen it's my duty to speak freely so my honest opinion is if you're pirating products then it's a fake right like if you know that you're trying to like copy a product straight up and down we go fake right but if the problem is patent infringement and copyright infringement, I don't really fucking like those laws anyway because it, uh, it it stifles creativity if you ask me. I think Elon Musk was right to go ahead and release the patents and people who release their patents and have their shit open source, um, I think they're uh, they're doing good work, right? So I don't really give a fuck about the patent infringements, but if it's a lookalike, a knockoff-ass product, that is a fucking fake. It's a fake, right? And since when has it... Since when has it been cool to fucking wear fakes, right? Now, I understand if you're, you know, you're struggling and you need to get a pair of Dunkmans, that's not a problem. Go get your Dunkmans, right? Go get your Stefan Marberries. Go, go get whatever shoes you need to wear so you could go to school, right? Go get the champion shoes, right? They might be in right now, but can I tell y'all, in high school, I had a pair of champion shoes and it was Brooklyn. They did not let me live that down, bro. Right. So pressure. What I'm saying to you is we don't really like fakes. Fakes don't often work as well. They have a lot of problems. Also, they're giving you serious buyer's remorse. That that's a problem. Right. So now it becomes a scam when your marketing promises are not fulfilled. Right. So that may actually be a problem. Celeb merchandise, another social media scam, leveraging the power of pulling power of Temu, involves fake posts from celebrities mocked up uh, commercial partner with Chinese e-commerce marketplace. The end goal here is to persuade fans to visit the site and enter a referral code. Uh, once again, there is no such deal. Accrue the scammers, more cash rewards with Temu. Okay, so what we're saying here is scammers are using Temu, right? But that's not necessarily Temu's fault. Look, I want to be fair. And I'm not going to uh, be unfair in my very first fucking uh, article. Let's talk about this. 90% of scams. What are we talking about 90% of scams? You should be careful of website uh, advertising and unsolicited emails promising huge, yeah, okay. Basically what we're saying is this could be a phishing campaign. And okay, what is the bottom line up front with Temu? Well, maybe you should be a little bit more watchful, mainly because it is a hotbed for scams. So you want to be careful and get some advice before participating, right? Temu is actually launching its own bug bounty program. And while I do rag on China a lot, their companies are doing their best to make sure that they are not targeted for cybersecurity um, crime and cybersecurity crime and hacks, right? So they, I've seen this uh, done with TikTok as well. Uh, TikTok does have a pretty decent bug bounty program. They've been on Hacker One for a while. And now we have Temu launching their bug bounty program. So you're about to see a bunch of bug bounty hunters over there. Let's go ahead and fast forward. Mm, nope. Let's see what else we got here. Ooh, I like this one, right? 
score one for consumer privacy, the Federal Trade Commission bans in-market selling of precise user location without consent. So now all you have to do is fucking pay attention and you won't be reporting your location data unless you goddamn say so. Now it says in-market will also be prohibited from selling. Uh, oh, so wait, hold on. Pro ah. The, US, uh, the Federal Trade Commission is continuing to clamp down uh, on data brokers by prohibiting in-market media from selling, uh, from selling, from selling or licensing proficient, uh, precise location data. Give me a second. We'll, let's see what they mean by in-market media. Right? Is this something specific, or what? You know, like what are they talking about? Whiskey Tango Foxtrot is that, right? Oh. They're talking about an actual company. Okay, so can I be honest here? While InMarket is a specific company, and I'm great that they're doing this to a company, let's go ahead and talk about what, what I really think should be done. It should be an overall fucking thing. What are we talking about, right? Uh, you shouldn't, I don't think the Federal Trade Commission should, you know, target one country, uh, one company, but maybe that is my misunderstanding on their power and whether or not they can actually do uh, something more broad. Hopefully they can. Hopefully there's president, uh, precedence, and hopefully this is the beginning of something that is broader, right? But stopping one company from doing it is like playing whack-a-mole, right? Uh, let's go ahead and see what the official stuff is. So I uh, went ahead and grabbed an article directly from the FTC.gov's website. And we are looking at uh, in-market in will also be prohibited from selling, licensing, transferring, and sharing any product or service that categorizes or targets consumers based on sensitive location data. I bet you this was more so something done to protect um the, I'm wondering if this was more so to protect uh, military locations as well, right? Like if you don't think ahead to this sort of shit, then you end up on the firing line based on where you walked into that fucking Pokemon gym. It's not a Pokemon Go gym, bro. It's the fucking targeting range. Watch out, watch out, right? Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we've been able to find, the US forces have been able to find Russian uh, forces um, and Ukrainians have been able to find those Russian sources based on their use of Pokemon Go, right? Dumb shit, dumb shit, right? But this one is uh, really talking about, it's, it's pulling on the heartstrings here, the FTC is. the there are, They have a paragraph here that says, in-market has maintained nearly 2,000 such audience segments lists that have included categories, uh, such categories as parents of preschoolers, Christian churchgoers, and wealthy and not healthy. What type of evil fucking shit is wealthy and not healthy? You preying on sick people? You dirty bitch. Let's fucking move on, right? God, that's awful. So that article was from the 22nd, but the actual, well, hold on, let's talk about it. The actual uh, FTC article, ftc.gov is from the 18th, right? Um, the Hacker News corresponding article is from the 22nd. Now, 52% uh, of serious vulnerabilities we find are related to Windows 10. Who gives a shit? That's kind of common knowledge right uh th listen that's not going to be shocking to you unless you just got in the industry but microsoft has been where the goods are for years right so one of their operating systems being targeted well yeah how, what what's the coverage of microsoft office across the world with consumers and in the office majority so not that big of a deal there right i don't think that's that big of a deal Ooh, i do like this one NS Stealer uses Discord bots to exfiltrate your secrets from popular browsers. Okay, let's see what are the popular browsers that they're using. The malware name NS Stealer is propagated via zip archives masquerading as cracked software. So basically what they're saying is you tried to get around, right? You tried to get around and you just ended up walking into a trap. Right. So this is like somebody saying, hey, 
come back. Like this is like you're going down the street and you see a beautiful woman and she looks at you. And she says, "Hey, come here." And she lures you down an alley. And when you get down that alley, her boyfriend comes out and hits you over the head with a fucking garbage can because you're a fucking idiot. That's what the, that's what they're saying, right? I don't have to take it back because I'm not on the clock, right? Uh, considering the highly sophisticated function of gathering sensitive information and using X509 certificates. Okay, look, can I be honest here? Coming off the heels of all of the insider threats and that stupid ass fucker Jack Tashira, don't fucking argue with me unless he was about if he's stupid or not. He's dumb, right? You can look it up if you want to. Jack Tashira leaked secrets while he was an intelligence soldier with the U.S. military just to prove he had access to. So coming off the heels of that, I wonder if this is related to any nation states trying to find some other little fucking idiots that uh, may have some data. But they also may be trying to find crypto accounts or anything else, right? Um, there is a lot to go on there. So, um, look, what are we going to see? We're probably going to see NS Steeler pop up a lot more in the news. Hopefully, we can keep track on that one. Ooh, from the 23rd, we got a rat. Let's talk about it. North Korea hackers weaponize research lures uh, to deliver ROK rat. ROK rat. Now, let's talk about North Korea real quick. Nor we, as we know, North Korea has been going through um, sanctions for years. But listen, here's the real deal about sanctions. I'm going to ho uh, hook you guys up with some behind-the-scenes cyber facts. North Korea don't give a fuck about no sanctions, bro. The fuck they care about sanctions for? Why would you care about sanctions if you had a hacking group dedicated to stealing data and they stole 900 billion, uh, million, not billion, they stole $900 million in one year. Why would you care, right? So let's talk about it. It says the North Korean link adversary group, also known as uh, by the name APT37, Inky Squid, Red Eyes, Ricochet Kalima. I still hate the fact that we call them Kalima. Kalima, it'll wings horses. It's a really cool animal. And I know it's North Korea's national uh, animal, but I still think it's too cool for them. And Ruby Sleet is assessed to be a part, uh, be part of the Ministry of State Security, replacing it, uh, placing it apart from Lazarus Group and Kimsuki, which are elements within the reconnaissance general bureau. So the RGB, right, um, and the MSS are not the same group, we're saying, right? Um, but what's really interesting about that is so they're not the same, it's not the Lazarus group. So they've got one group stealing 900 million and one group installing rats. Do you see why we're going for a cyber force? Somebody call me up, Brattle. Call me up. Now, let's go ahead and talk about this one. This article actually does have some labs, or not labs, but some uh, diagrams from Sentinel Labs. So we are going to make sure you look at this one in the, um, in the post, right? Definitely check this one out. Uh, we're going to definitely have it down in the description wherever this gets posted, right? I don't even know where I'm posting it yet. I might do YouTube and then over to my Substack as the first podcast, right? Uh, let's go down. It says, this enables the adversary to gain a better understanding of how the international community perceives developments in North Korea, thereby contributing to North Korea's decision-making process. So you mean to tell me that y'all doing all of this just to see how the world that y'all don't fuck with looks at you? You not even real, like, stand on your old, yo, yo, how, how about you stand on your own two feet? How about you stand 10 toes down? Fuck are we talking about? North Korea's put that, that sound, they sound insecure. It sounds like the decisions of insecurity, if you ask me, right? All right. Just look, don't get mad. It just, it sounds like what it is, right? That's like, okay, you're going to tell me, be okay, you're a teenager and you're just listening to everything that people think about you and then changing your decision based on, listen to me. If you're listening to this, don't change who you are based off of what people think. Fuck them. Now, moving on. 
Uh, we've got some good ones. Ooh, Israel, Czech Republic, reinforced cyber partnership amid Hamas war. Now, why do I think this one is uh, interesting, right? Well, we obviously know Israel is like, they're OGs now within the hacking space, right? Let's go ahead and be honest about what they are. Israel was around for um, Iran uh, back in Stux the Stuxnet era, right? Stuxnet, I, uh, Israel was a part of it. Took away the ability of Iran to reach nuclear cap uh, capabilities, right? Now, before I just pin that on the hat of Israel, uh, U.S. and uh, some other allied forces were a part of that as well. And let's go ahead and talk about it. Israel used a Dutch spy that came out um, earlier this year for that 2010 Stuxnet hack as well. So Czech Republic, why that's interesting, too, from the Czech Republic is, does anybody know what company is headquartered in Czech Republic? Avast. Yeah, so Avast is the Czech Republic software, right? Um, or is Czech Republic-based uh, software. They're, they're headquarters in uh, Prague, right? Um, so that's pretty interesting. And it says, um, boom, boom, boom. Israel National Cyber Directorate, the INCD, uh, has signed a memorandum with the Czech Republic National Cyber uh, and Information Security Agency to formally strengthen cybersecurity relations between the two countries, right? That's really interesting. That's super interesting. Why do I think this is super interesting? Because what we basically said is the Israeli, Israeli NSA and the Czech Republic NSA said, let's partner together and share information. Now, the funny part about when, um, when two countries to start to share information, they always do it um, with this air, this air of sleight of hand. Like you don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. If you've ever heard that saying, you know, if you were raised properly, you heard that saying, and listen, you could, I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just telling you the truth. So my people told me that saying, don't let the right hand or the left hand know what the right hand's doing. Um, so, you know, some of that is going to be a part of their um, dealings, but uh, you're probably also seeing stronger ties amidst cyber attacks um, related to the Hamas war, right? Iran is of, involved in this, right? And Iran does have some pretty gnarly cyber capabilities. So you want to pay attention to that one, right? Let's go ahead and look. What else do we have? Uh, I'm not doing two articles on North Korea in a week. They're not that important to me, right? Let's fast forward and see. Ooh, malicious NPM packages exfiltrate hundreds of developer SSH keys via GitHub. That is a beautiful one to go ahead and jump into. Why? Because last year, look, if you start following cyber news, what you notice is there's a pattern. We're going to tell you about a problem. Then in six months to a year, we're going to look for how that problem was exploited by attackers online. So you can get an early rub what's coming if you pay attention to the news right this is actual real news that actually fucking matters looking at you fox you two cnn and fuck you ms uh whatever the fuck msnbc right fuck all of those channels why do i say that right because all they do is fear stoke they don't tell you all of the real shit they try to draw on your emotion right but what i can tell you is when we say malicious npm packages this is um a repository of tools that are used with one of the primary coding languages that is behind the internet. Yeah, so if you have a web browser, then you are using JavaScript in that web browser to add functionality to that web browser. So the uh, NPM packages are like a repository of tool. It's like a toolbox that everybody goes through, uh, goes to and checks out tools so that they can use them in order to go ahead and uh, build their uh, build their code, right? To build their programs, to build functionality into their um, programs and software. But if you have a repository that's infected, then this is what you have happen. It says the modules name Warbeast 2000 and Kodiak 2K were published at the start of the month, attracting 412 to 1,281 downloads. Yeah, 
are we not are we not doing um what is it software composition analysis are we not doing that uh OWASP DevSecOps guide said that that's a part of the OWASP DevSecOps right if OWASP says to do it fucking go do it the fuck right that's what you, you got to practice that's what we got to go ahead and say here right this is preventable if you scan your uh your code and do software composition analysis. Uh, Script is capable of launching Mimikatz hacking tools to dump creds from process memory. So not only is it going to, it's gonna steal directly from that uh, machine, the memory. Now think about it, your password is in memory. A bunch of other things are in memory. So you're gonna watch that. You're gonna wanna watch this one, right? Let's talk about it. All right, let's go ahead and bounce right into it. What was our last one? Uh, what are we looking for here? Uh, Subway, right? So Subway was targeted by LockBit 3.0. This came out last week. And let's see what we have here. The Subway restaurant train creator of the sweet onion teriyaki combo and slingers. Who wrote this article? Tara Seals from Dark Reading. You like that sweet onion chicken teriyaki sandwich, don't you? You made sure to put it in the article. Uh, but the LockBit 3, she further writes, LockBit 3.0 ransomware gang uh, was up to it, uh, was up to no good last week, right? They uh, claim that they exfiltrated uh, Subway's SBS internal system via a Tor leak site. Now Tor is the a way that you would access the dark web. So this is a dark web leak site that is supposedly responsible for infiltrating Subway sandwiches. Mm. Don't y'all have better to do? Something better to do? Let's go ahead and talk about why they don't have something better to do. Uh, LockBit 3.0 is linked with ransomware as a service. So this is one way that you have um, your you know, large companies and uh, the, or lar large countries rather, stealing a ton of data, right? So that's really what we're looking at here. People stealing a ton of data and they're targeting Subway, right? Now, Tara does go on to uh, recommend that if you want to stop some of these uh, attacks and look into how to get some good lockbit defense, uh, she mentions, Implement secure password policies and multi-factor authentication. We've been trying to tell you all that. Do it. Configure ongoing monitoring and compromised account credentials. Uh, dark web monitoring. Duh. Right? Backups and making sure you're resilient. Of course. Uh, implement network segmentation. Zero trust. Zero trust. Right? If you can, zero trust. Implement email protections such as DMARC. Have a incident response playbook and keep up to date on patching. Let's go into our last article of the day and it is zero days in your browser right so we have zero day attacks in google chrome and apple safari and this introduces a spying threat right this is going to be cve um so let's go ahead we have a couple mentioned here okay so we have the exploited version for apple cve 2024 23222 right uh so that's a 2024 cve and we have examples of how browser vulnerabilities have been used to spy in the past. Now, this doesn't just affect your Apple browser, but it also affects Google Chrome, right? Uh, again, it says days after Google, Apple revealed the exploited zero day. So we have a Google zero day that was revealed not too long ago, and now we have Apple to follow. This has been your week in cybersecurity news. Hopefully you had it as fun uh, I had as much fun listening as I did recording until the next episode and out.